There's some special guests. Oh, they're leaving. They're scared. <laughs> you can tell it's live because there's Noah and Megan. Testing it out. How is it? Not good. He doesn't know what he's doing. Not as fun as <laughs> Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Don't look the screen, man. Why? Tell us. Russell, how are you? Noah's four. And a meatball, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not a meatball. I'm I'm number four. I and you are spaghetti. <laughs> I'm what? You're spaghetti. Oh, I'm spaghetti. That's the line. <laughs> you know what? Hands off. <laughs> That's right. You can start pushing buttons all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're waiting for. Uh, we're waiting for Patrick. I don't see Patrick on here. Let me see if I can invite him. Oh. If you touch stuff, then I'm going to have to hold you. Oh, yeah. Oh. 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 See you, buddy. Thanks for coming. There he goes. There's Patrick right there. Say hi to Patrick, no. <laughs> Jimmy, how are you? Oh, I haven't, I don't keep up on baseball because it's not really my sport. How's, uh, how is, uh, how are the, uh, the Cubs doing this year? Oh, it says you're unable to join. Let's see if I can try that again. See ya. Ah, hey Patrick, you should have a, a smoke today. Oh, whoa, what's up? How's it going, brother? It's going, it's going <laughs> hot. It's hot everywhere. Hot, and the smoke came back today, so. <laughs> Where's your smoke from? Uh, uh, from it's like Canada. Yeah. Yeah, ours is from BC. Had some serious wildfires over there, so. It's rarely our fault, but it's rarely Alberta's fault, but we get blamed. I have to correct everybody that it's not Canada, it's the province. The province, not the whole, not the whole entire yeah. country's fault. Yeah, it's, you know, Quebec's fault or British Columbia's fault. Uh, I think even uh, New, 
I think even New Brunswick was in trouble last 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 uh, whatever that was a couple of uh, days ago, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was super bad down there in New Jersey. That's where you're at, right? I'm New in Jersey. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Yeah. You went to that. You went to Wet Show or whatever it was. Cause you're yep, right there. Yep. It's actually yeah. Wet's. Uh, I was actually at. I was at the convention center doing some repairs during the Wet Show. Yeah, I just like. Did. I just like went down to the show and just like started walking around and no big deal. I went down there a couple times. Like I had to go out to my. I was there all day doing a bunch of repairs and um. So I made a couple. Every time I had to go to my van, I'd like just go walk to the show because I park like out back in the way that show set up. They take out the divider and I had to walk through there to get to my truck. So. I just like to start wandering around the show looking at stuff. I feel like going to the show and getting paid, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I went and hung out at uh, the Rigid booth for a while at the end of the day, and then then I went home. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yep. And you're obviously very busy. Uh, busier than I want to be some days. Some days I don't mind it. Right now it's just a little excessive. Um, it was cool for a little bit, and then we were getting kind of slow, and then I went on vacation and came back, and it was just all hell broke loose while I was gone, I guess. And that's how it goes, isn't it? So yeah. you want to take some time off. It, uh, either just before you leave or when you get back, it's madness. Yeah, normally it's like a big, huge rush before you leave, and it was slow, so I was able to, like, catch everything up, and, like, it wasn't a big, you know, freak out before I left, and it was kind of nice, and then I came back, and I was like, what'd you guys do last week? <laughs> Nothing. We yeah. just piled all the calls up waiting for you. Is that how that works? Uh, seems that way. I'm, I'm fully booked out this week. I'm booked in the next week and it'll change every day. But I mean, it's, I'm glad I have it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining that, you know, that I have work. I just, some days you don't want to work 12 plus hours a day. No. Yeah. We know that's all we do, or that's mostly what we do is service up here. Like we don't do a lot of new builds occasionally if the money's right, but service is where it's at. And we're having our Calgary stampede up here right now. So um, it was madness up to like the Friday of the stampede. And then the boys were complaining that it hasn't been very busy all week because nobody wants to see us because they're just busy printing money. Right. Yeah. With all the people coming in and they're like, and then next week, will be will be smoked because all right these are the t 20 things that just busted that we just didn't have time for you to come look at or didn't want you to come look at yeah and, uh, i love yeah. i love watching you and your you know your boys and stuff because it's always like you're in restaurants so like i try to figure out where you guys are at or what you guys are working on stuff <laughs> so cool. I, I'll admit, I've done the same thing when you're when you're doing your stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, what is that thing? I know I've pulled one of those apart before. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I commented that one day on the vacuum breaker thing. I'm like, how are they pulling that out? I'm like, you have to have that in there. That, I wasn't trying to, like, be a smart aleck or anything. I was just trying to, like, figure it out, you know, because most people are just going to start throwing a fit. Why would you pull that out? That's illegal. You can't do that. And I didn't want to come across that way. I wanted, I was trying to figure out why you guys were getting away pulling it out. You know, and they explained it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Which one was that again? I get so much flack that I can't even remember. I think it was a dish machine or something. You guys pulled the vacuum breaker off of it. It was leaking. And you guys oh, took it yeah. back around it. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the uh, PR, uh, the uh, whatever it is. the uh, Anti-siphon device, vacuum breaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And we... They make us up here put in those RP devices, so we're like 
totally redundant. It doesn't we don't need it? So, and it, you you know this. I mean, they're all plastic parts. Oh yeah. And it's freaking, uh, you know, they're 190 degree water yeah. in the room. They don't lie. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, them up. <laughs> we put our tanks at one, you know, 140, and then they have the booster to jump it up another 20 or 30. And I'm like, this thing just gets smoked, no matter what. It's smoked. Yeah, we're doing so, a lot of uh, a, we're doing a lot of systems now, to where they don't have the vacuum breaker. It's it's what how are they doing it? It's an open system, so if it does overflow, it's not going to siphon back in. I forget how it's designed. I'd have to look and see. I knew as soon as I start talking about it, I forget about it. But it's an open system, so if it does happen to you know pull back, it's going to pull air and not pull it out of the tank. So, I mean. I seem to like them that way because I don't have to repair vacuum breakers. Is that the one with the, uh, like it has the bath, I don't know, the tub in the bottom of it where it pulls the water from yeah. the, yeah, like the recon, almost reconditioned water, like it tries to yeah. recycle it a few times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we did a couple of uh, Denny's last summer, new ones, and when they deliver those things, I'm like, whoa, that's a, I've never seen one of those before. So we hooked it all up and then ran it through a few tests and did the same thing. I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, so we, we're running into a lot of them now where they're actually fed with cold water. So they actually have a heat exchanger up the a back. Yeah, it's a heat exchanger, and what it does is when it's done running the rinse, it pulls the steam across that radiator, and that preheats the water before it goes into the booster tank. And they just feed them with, like, tap water, cold tap water. And it works. I'm amazed. And have you – it's always – that, like the sort of the game that you play or that I see on that is like it's super awesome technology until it breaks, right? Oh, yeah. And those little <laughs> they're, they're DC fans, they're just DC axial fans and they burn up and they're like, it's, it's a DC axial fan and it's not like one you can just get anywhere. And it's like $300 a yeah. piece. You have to get it from the manufacturer because it's sealed and everything else. It's like <laughs> there's two of them in there and they're $300 a piece. And they don't know it so they're both broke and then they're down. And it's like, well, yeah, I can fix it, but it's six hundred dollars in fans, another four hundred dollars in labor. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I've I've literally been thrown out or asked to leave people's houses when they have that DC motor, EC or that ECM motor that, that are in those furnaces up here all over the place, and it's mm -hmm. like twelve hundred bucks. They're like, get that, like that is you're just gouging me. I'm like, oh, you can shop around and call me back, and more than half of them call me back and like, yeah, uh, can you come fix it? Because everybody else is like eighteen hundred bucks. Like you almost buy yeah. a new furnace for that. All in the name of efficiency, right? That's what they, I mean, that's that's the snake oil they sell, man. Like it's how it is. You've you've gone to those seminars or those you know, yes. training and you know, without calling anybody out, there's been no less than four or five of them are like, listen, this will get you back in front of the customer. So it's a good thing. Because you get to, you know, sell them your, your labor and you get to service the machine and you get to bill them. I'm like, my customers hate, I mean, I get it, but they hate that. If I'm in there, you know, nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I, I have a hate, hate relationship with BCM Motors. So right now I got some customers where they're going through energy audit stuff and these guys, they come in and they go in like the walk-in cooler or the walk-in freezer and they take out the fan motor that's in there and they put an ECM in there and then they put these little paper like three blade plastic fan <laughs> blades in there and they're not the right size they're too small 
and they don't move enough air and it just causes freeze up issues because it's not moving enough air all the time. And I go in there and I'm like, do you guys have ECM come in, you know, an energy audit? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, you did. I was like, how long have these been in here? Oh, about six months. I was like, how long have you guys been having problems? Oh, about six months. I was like, you see a correlation here? I was like, I can fix that. I said, but all the money you paid those guys to put those in is going right in the trash can. And yeah. you know, most of the time, oh, we can't do that. I'm like, well, you're going to pay me to come out every, you know, couple months and thaw it out. Or you can just pay for a little bit higher utility bill. It's actually going to move air and, you know, cool your product. But I don't mind them. The stuff that's actually engineered for it, so be it. You know, besides the motors being so damn expensive. Yeah. But when you try to stick them on a 12-year-old evaporator or something, it's just not going to work. No. No, it's like you say, we're kind of in that. It's an interesting time because lots of that stuff's being upgraded. And and uh, as, as you know, lots of those restaurants, whether it's the you know multinational corporation like a Wendy's or something like that, or just the mom and pop one, they're all about... Uh, keeping their costs down, right? And every time we walk in, it costs them money. And so they somehow, somehow uh, they get fooled into those guys saying, this will save you money. Spend 2000 bucks with us, and we'll save you all kinds of money. Yeah, and it doesn't really do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't no, work, right? No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I sometimes I get away with change if it. I get away changing the, you know, adding a couple of defrost in there in the freezers and the coolers. I can change temperature control to something that has like a, an off-cycle defrost timer built into it, or I can put an external defrost timer in there. But I mean, the money you save by the efficiency of the motor, you're losing for it, the extended run times and to catch up. I mean, it doesn't make sense on the older stuff. If you really want to be efficient, you really want to, you know, save money, you're going to have to put all new equipment in, and that's going to be your ten, fifteen thousand dollars, just you know, depending on the size of your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, tell 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 us all about who do you work for? What's your deal? How'd you get into this thing? So I work for a company called General Parts. We're part of a big, huge conglomerate. Um, it's an unlimited service group. It's a division of Partstown. I'll catch hell for saying that, but we're a division of Partstown, which is a PT Holdings company. Um, we service restaurants. Um, I've been doing it 17 years now. In high school. I was a typical kid. I didn't want to go to school. I missed more school than I was there, I think. Um, one reason I made it is because I took a vocational class my junior and senior year. So I was actually, I took an electrical class, and I came out and wanted to be an electrician. So two years in school, I was, you know, I'd go to school half a day. The other half a day, I'd go to vocational. And we'd wire houses. We'd do electrical maintenance at the school and that kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of crazy. I was 17, 16 years old, and I'm changing ballast in a classroom with live electricity with students in there. I'm blowing up strippers, arcing stuff out, tripping breakers. I mean, there's kids in there trying to learn while they're doing this stuff. I mean, think about it now. It's like, man, if they did that stuff now, it, the liability and the waivers, I mean, they wouldn't let kids do that now. I mean, and that was only, I'm, I'm 41, so that was, what, you know, 23, 24 years ago. It's, yeah. it's amazing how far we've spiraled out of control in 24 years, but here we are. <laughs> so uh, It is a bit out of control, though, right? Yeah. I mean, anyway, well, let, well, before we delve into that, I'll let you finish your story. So, <laughs> uh, I came out as electrician until I was about 24, um, and I got stuck doing, like, track homes and apartments. So track homes, just you go to a neighborhood, and there's five different models houses, and they're all the same. You can get different colors, or you can get brick on the front. You know, it's just a vinyl village. Houses on top of houses, 
Um, and then I was doing apartments, it was the same thing. It's just boring, repetitive work. And um, uh, my stepdad, the guy that raised me, the guy I called my dad, he um, he did HVAC, he's on HVAC company. He went to work for a company that does what I do now. And they got bought out by a big conglomerate. And uh, he didn't want a part of it. They got bought out by Equalab. So he left, and he got me a job before he left, taking over his area. So I came in, and I worked for that company three years, and I only did hot side. I didn't have any refrigeration experience. Um, I had my EPA card because I wanted to do refrigeration because I, I was always told the more you know, the more you're worth. So, you know, EPA. that's what I tried to do. EPA is just, uh, um, just it's a certification so you can handle, you know, proper handling refrigerators, so you can buy refrigerant, that kind of stuff. So it's just a certification. It's it's pretty much a history test, <laughs> you know what year okay. they made stuff like yeah. that. You know how to properly reclaim refrigerant, how to properly handle refrigerant, how to not vent it, that kind of stuff. So that's what your EPA card yeah. is here. Um, so I worked for like three years, and I wanted to do uh, cold side. I wanted to learn refrigeration. I was bored doing hot side. It, it's a repetitive thing in my life. If I get bored, I will leave. That's just how I roll. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. I wanted to do refrigeration. I was told no. I made him enough money doing hot side. Um, I wanted to raise. I was youngest guy there, but one of the most productive guys there, and the lowest paid. And I wanted to raise, and I just got to run around. So I ended up leaving. I went to a company, gave me like six dollars more an hour, promised me the world. We're all training for refrigeration, HVAC. You know, we'll take care of you. Just come over here. And they were starting to service some restaurants that need some of the experience. And uh, I went over there, and you know, I got my van. And I was like, okay. So how are we gonna do this refrigeration training? They're like, shit's on the truck, figure it out. I was like, oh, man, man I messed up. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I, I learned trial by fire, man. I um, I had a lot of good people who would call and help me out. My dad, his friends, people I used to work with, and they, they all helped me out. I started reading, you know, listening to stuff, doing what I could. Uh, and eventually, I bounced around a couple of years. Uh, some smaller companies. Um, I developed sleep apnea. So when I was an electrician, I was really active. And then I went to service work, and I'm in a van or I'm sitting in front of a piece of equipment. It's, it, there's no active. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Plus, I'm in restaurants. I'm everybody's hero. Everyone feeds you. You walk out of there. Yeah, if you're yeah, hungry, yeah. you walk yeah, out of the yeah. restaurant. <laughs> you, you screwed up. If you're hungry and you walk out. I mean, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. So I gained some weight and developed sleep apnea, and I was falling asleep driving. And this cost me three jobs. I'd fall asleep. I'd hit somebody, hit a telephone pole. I'd fall asleep turning, and I'd turn into a, those yellow posts at a restaurant. You know, I mean, I did all kinds of You name it, I did it. Um, you know, guys were like, man, you can fix anything. We just can't insure you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up getting a sleep machine. and ended up where I'm at now, and I've been here 12 years, and it's just it's been uh, a pretty cool place to be at. I mean, I get to do a lot of different stuff. I do install service, um, hot, cold, refrigeration, ice machine, dish machines, garbage disposals, HVAC. If it's in a restaurant, man, I'll try to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're – well, I think that's – it's interesting sort of how the trade crosses, right? Mm -hmm. um, because we do the exact same thing. Um, there, We don't the, – the companies that service stuff up here are kind of like LDI, um, which you, I don't know if you have down there. Um, anyway, uh, uh, they're really specific to uh, the type of, like the piece of equipment. Like there's there's companies that'll fix the coffee maker, you know what I mean? Or, or Echolab that'll service the dishwasher. But they won't touch anything 
coming to the dishwasher or leaving the dishwasher, they'll fix the internal part, like the gears, and that's about it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> of that stuff. So, you know, we've come across thousands of situations like, can you fix this? I'm like, I think so. And you <laughs> do the exact same thing you just said crack open the internet and, you know, do some. I, I mean, they certainly have the basics down, so you can sort of expand it from there and fix just about anything. And I agree with you on your statement that if you leave a restaurant hungry, you did a terrible job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a problem. I could, I could literally eat, you know, five, six, seven meals a day. Man, can I bake it? Can I send you out with a sandwich? Like, no, dude, seriously. I, the last dude just fed me. I like, I gotta. <laughs> dude, it's fast, just... man. I'd... <laughs> I've eaten like the, the top, the top rated places in the world. You know, you go in there and you pick something and they're like, here, they're trying to send me out with like lobster and like flays yeah. and stuff. I'm like, what am I going to do with this, man? I'm like, I, I no. can't eat this in the beginning. I'm an hour away. It's going to be cold by the time I get home. What? I can't take a lobster. Give me a couple of plays. Give me a play, and I'll eat it in the van on the way home. But, yeah, it, it, it's funny, man. The stuff I've had lobster in the van. Food. It's delicious. Uh, I probably could have done it, but it, just, it was a little excessive at the time. Uh, no. It's a cool My favorite thing is – my favorite thing is all the – I mean, we, we know all the chefs that work in the restaurants – and so they all have their own, kind of like we do in the trade. They all have their little pet projects type of thing. And they're like, dude, this is my, this is my latest sandwich. I want you to try it out and let me know how it works. Tell me what's good and what's bad about it. And so, yeah, we've been the big, or I've been the big guinea pig of just, you know, dozens and dozens of different ideas. I'm like, ah, that's not really my thing. Or this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy what those guys can come up with man I, and i'm fascinated by watching other people work so that's why i love like instagram I, I watch guys like you do stuff and people do hvac i love just watching people work and i catch myself at these restaurants like especially like a five-star restaurant where the plate is perfect and it's like art i'm watching this guy work and he's like are you hungry i'm like no i'm, I'm just watching you work dude i was like it's art i was like i love seeing how this comes together man it's, it's cool yeah yeah, there. I mean, as as you know, the plating is a, like a whole. Like they, there's literally they spend just as much time as you and I do on training as training their staff how to plate everything right and make it look so it's just looks as good as it tastes, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely an art. It's an art to it, man. So it's fun. I I, I don't know what I'd do if I don't do if I didn't do this. I mean, it's a good fit. It's variety. It's always something different. And I, I, I meet a ton of cool people. These people in the restaurant, uh, they're some of the funniest people I've ever dealt with in my life. I mean, I made a post one day on Facebook, and it got taken the wrong way. I was like, what are these people what, – what kind of money do these people make in these restaurants where they're covered in tattoos, elaborate tattoos up and down their arms, everywhere? I'm like – and I was just curious. And, like, people got mad thinking I was, like, making fun of them and downgrading because they had tattoos. I'm like, no. I was like, I find this extremely <laughs> interesting. I'm like, how do they do this? I'm like – it's not like that. It's like I have friends or chefs. Like they're, I talk to them on a regular basis. I've met through work. I'm like, no, it's no disrespect at all. I was just curious how the heck they afford this because I can't afford it. But I, I'm also building a big dumb barn and all kinds of other stuff I do. So, <laughs> listen, I, I, I too am fascinated by the tattoo industry, just given the fact that when I grew up, like it was sort of it was a taboo. Like if you had a tattoo, like you were, 
you know, you were either in the gang, like you had, a, you just got out of jail, or, and I, honestly, I don't think I could even think of a, a lady, a woman that had a tattoo when I was a kid. And then I started going to the gym back in whatever that was. I was about 44 when I, I hurt my back and I said, I got to freaking start working out or this is going to go down to quickly. And they were like, it, obviously it, the world had changed and they were like, everybody's got the sleeve and, yeah. the, and the leg sleeve and the back all done. I'm like, what? And I did some research. I'm like, that, there's like $10,000 in tattoos on your arm, bro. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are, are awesome, but some of them, I'm like, whoa, bud, that's, uh, I want to slow that down a bit. <laughs> Did your buddy do this in, the, in, in your basement or something? I mean, uh. <laughs> There's a, well, even some of them are, like, very cool, but you're like, uh, that's pornographic, man. How do you show up at your mom's house with, you know? Uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I, we had, when I had all my guys way back in the day, 15 years ago, it was a policy that, that I made that said, you can't, if you have tattoos on your arms, you got to wear long sleeves because we're going into, uh, you know, people's houses. We don't know whatever. And, you know, some guys have like skulls or, you know, topless women on their arm. I'm like, dude, you can't, like, that's just, and I don't think I could get away with that now. But I had one guy that was so mad about it that he went out and got Jesus done on his forearm, like, 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 uh, with, with, uh, with the <laughs> crown of thorns on his head. And whoever did it, the te- the, everything was fine, but the eyes, he had the Kermit eyes. And I'm like, dude, you literally got Kermit Jesus on your arm just to piss me off. Like, are you insane? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's great. It was hilarious. Uh, I've seen him since, and we've had a good chat. But yeah, the I'd world, like you said, the, the world certainly changed. I'd love to do, do it, man. But like my arms, I stick them in places all the time. They're full of, they're scratched, they're burnt, they're cut up. I mean, yeah. I can't keep them healed up long enough to you know go get one done. You know, and the stuff I want done is gonna be stupid expensive, and it's gonna be like the people I want to go to the year wait, and you know, by the time that point because around my arm could be a scab from one end to the other because I burned it or, you know, scraped it or rubbed it on something. So it's just like, I'll never do it. I always talk about it, but I'll never do it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like your arms are in your hands. The guys that get them on there. Like, I don't even know how long you'd have to, you'd have to, it'd be like a month, right? You'd have to not have anything on there. And then afterwards, let it all heal up. I don't get it, man. Anyway. Guys on the palm of their hands, like, how do you get a tattoo on the palm of your hands and do this work? That's <laughs> crazy. He like, I don't know. They get they built up their vacation or something and then left. Which I don't. Anyway, like you say, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. And it's not a criticism of no. what's going on. It. I. Just, I just don't get it. Really. But that, that, that one bit, I mean, I think it's cool, but I just can't do it. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, some of them are awesome. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And uh, I, like everybody else, I suspect I follow Joe Rogan and some of his stuff. And the tattoos that he, like the artists that he sort of uh, uh, shares on there, like those guys are like, like they're masterpieces, some of those things. Yeah. Like it's art, like legit. You're like, whoa, that is crazy. 
crazy. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how they can make it look so real. Have you seen? It's like those those blackout ones that it's all black right. and then they're like yeah. the design is all shadow or whatever. I'm like that yeah. is incredible. But yeah. uh, what would that cost? Twenty grand? I don't even know. I don't know. They get it out really great, and you just sit there and pay them whatever it takes. And you know, I mean, some of that's multiple visits. You know, multiple. Uh, no, I can't do it. No. no, I'm with you. I don't have a problem spending so money on dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, what's that? What's that? I'm spending money on dumb shit. So, but just <laughs> I just can't do the tattoo. Just... No, I'm with you. I uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not into it. Although I can appreciate it. So what are you doing? What's the, the barn? What do you, I, every you post something in there every week? What are you turning it into? Like your workshop or what? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. So I used to have this old two car garage that was like literally built in like the 30s and it was falling down. Um, it used to be usable and then the garage door spring broke and I quit using it. Uh, and the roof started falling in, so I tore it down a couple of years ago and then I saved up some money. And last year I built the barn shell itself. I bought. I built a. 30 by 40 by 18, so it's 18 feet tall, 30 by 40. It's got two 10 by 10 doors offset on one end. And everybody made fun of me for it. And I was like, I don't care. It's my barn. Because where the offset, it, where the, the doors are, I have my full rack, my weight set out there. And then I have a 12 by 12 room downstairs, which is my wife's craft room. She um, she likes making stuff. She She's getting into resin. She's doing, um, she's got 3D printer. She's got a laser. She just does, you know, dumb stuff i mean i support her she supports me and all my dumb stuff so i got support her and all yeah. her dumb stuff so um i built that that's the room i'm actually in now i'm in the middle of working on my office upstairs so i'm actually building a 12 by 12 room right on top of hers and that's gonna be my studio so i'll be able to record in there uh, i'll be able to edit stuff in there so that's what i'm working on now i actually i hung my i'm started hanging the mini splits today i hung the head the indoor unit in here and i hung the outdoor unit um I gotta get my drywall, start hanging upstairs. I've insulated it. I'm just gonna start hanging drywall and get it done. But I need to get this one fired up in here because it's it's too hot. I've got one of those little um, portable room air conditioners. It's got the round duct come off the back. You know, you dump it out a yeah. window or whatever. And I've got yeah. it right up the wall and dump it over. It dumps it into the barn side. But you go out in the barn side and it's so hot because it's just taking the heat and just dumping it out there. <laughs> no. no, it's just gonna be uh, an office and. A craft room for her, and then I got my weight set out there, and then I've got two thirty long, two thirty foot long bays. Um, one I keep my Jeep in and my lawnmower, and then the other one's just kind of open for whatever. If I got to work on something, I got an area right there to work on it. Nice. And you're doing some cars, I see. Well, I got a Jeep, and I just always, I'm always tinkering with it. I want to, once I get everything built in the way it is, I want. I'm gonna get a two post lift, and I want to get a car. I want to get a project car. Um, spend more money than I know what to do with probably. But I mean, I'm 41 years old. I want a fast car. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants, right? Yeah. I I rode a Harley and ended up with a Jeep. So I can't really, I'll end up saying I want a a fast car and I'll probably just get a big truck. My luck. (laughs) Well, I suspect you'll get exactly what you want because you'll buy it. Right. Oh yeah. Or whatever the budget will allow. Right. Yeah, I don't have a problem spending that money. Like I said, I, I get myself in trouble sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, we work hard for it. If you want something, you want something, buy it. I'm, you know, I bought the weights. My son, I got, I have three kids. I got a daughter. She's twenty-two, about messed that up. 
my oldest son's 20. He's one of my apprentices. And then we have a, a younger son. He's um, 17. He'll be 18 this fall. He's a senior in high school. And he has some health stuff, and, you know, he wants to start working out. And he eats better. So that's what made me, you know, I wanted some weights, but, like, him wanting to get into it kind of jump-started me buying it. So I bought the rack. We got all the weights. We got some uh, – but one of those new bell adjustable dumbbell things. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah. So instead of having yeah. a full, you know, line of weights, I just got one thing that does five through eighty, and it works what we want to do. Um, I'd love to have you know a full rack of dumbbells. It's just not going to happen right now. So I got that, and then um, you know we got different benches: flat bench, incline, decline bench. Um, it's just it's just a decent little setup. I got a treadmill. Um, right now I've been kind of focusing on the treadmill um, in the mornings. So I try to get up and I do faster cardio every day. So you go anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. Well, I'll try to get up to an hour eventually, but just, uh, just to help with some weight loss stuff, man. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's part of the game, right? <clears throat> Trying to balance all that stuff. I, I won't lie to you. We were, I was sort of in the same boat about your same time frame. I think I got to do something and sort of did a, you know, put a treadmill up here and, you know, like four weights and a bar. I didn't really use that often because you're just busy with life, and I have five kids, and so uh, there's always there's always something you got to do. And then over COVID, I'm like, that's it. We're gonna freaking pound this thing out and turn it into sort of what I have in my head, and it's actually turned out really great. And I spent more money than I should have, but <laughs> it's all paid for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, you got a really nice setup. I always, you know, I see your stuff. I'm like, man, he's got all kinds of cool stuff. So. Um, yeah, I'll probably end up getting some more stuff. Um, just, I don't know. I built up and I should have built out to when I built it, I should have built a little bigger. So what I'm probably going to do is on the backside, I'm going to build a lean to and use that for storage and move like all the lawn stuff and lawnmower and everything out there. And then that's going to free up like another 10 by 10 area. And then I can move some stuff around and I can do a little more in the weight area. But right now I'm doing so many projects at the house. I've got a full bathroom you know, a tub, surround, vanity, toilet, everything out there in the way. So it's like the section between the two doors is like a narrow hallway, and it's like everything's crammed in there for a whole bathroom remodel. My my mini split stuff was out there. It's just it's just <laughs> never big enough, man. Everyone's like, oh, you get that barn, but you got all kinds of room. I'm like, no, it's just crowded as before. No. I, you know this, and I certainly learned it, that uh, if you have the space, you'll fill it. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter what. It doesn't matter. You could, I could have thirty thousand square foot barn and it would be full. But like, oh, I got room for that. That'll fit. Like I bought a sea can because we moved all the stuff up here down, and then uh, 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 the downstairs was just you know freaking uh, just a smodgle. It was nothing was organized. And I'm like, I gotta get the sea can now. The sea can's full to it, full of the tits. <laughs> <laughs> And down there, ain't that much better. It's freaking crazy. Hang on, I got a couple questions here. What's the glowy stuff behind me? Those are the Gobi lights, man. I highly recommend them. They're cheap. They work awesome. Uh, there, there is some cash in here, man. I should I sell it to the ladies? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Are you like are you on a, a piece of land out there, or are you right in? I'm in a little bitty town, so I'm north of Indian, northeast of Indianapolis, a little bit. It's a little, it's a little farm town. We moved here when my daughter was going to start school. Uh, we didn't want to live in a big city to go to a bigger school, 
so we moved to this little town, um, had a really good school system, and we've kind of stayed. Now, my goal is eventually I want to buy some land with woods, and I'll build a barn there and put an apartment in it and live in it, and uh, that's my goal. But, you know, I still got a kid in school right now, and I'm going to stay here. I'll probably end up staying here forever, probably my luck. Yeah. Kids will suck the life out of you, man. I'm telling you. Uh, Take my word for it. Blast, yeah. They're uh, They're expensive. They, they, they never go away. <laughs> my oldest son, so my oldest son, he works with me. He bought a house two months ago. And every time I turn around, he's over here. And then every time he leaves, it's either he's taking tools or he's taking food out of my freezer. I'm like, I'm like, I thought we had this in here. I'm like, oh, Corbin took it. I'm like, did you say he could? She goes, no, but I see him carrying it out. I'm like, man, you make, you make this money. I'm like, come on, dude. That's hilarious. Uh, my I, my oldest son, Isaiah, was here on, on the weekend, uh, on Friday afternoon, doing the, the brakes on his car. And because I have all the tools to do it all. And then he's like, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You do have all the tools. I'm like, yeah, man. Awesome. And so he leaves. I show up back up a couple hours later. And there's like <laughs> the ratchet sets over here and the, and the you know, the caliper separators over there. I'm like, you can't put anything back where it goes, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His girlfriend had a flat tire and he was going to put the spare on there. Well, I didn't know this, but she's got Camaro, and there's no spare. He's like, he came by and got the jack and the impact gun and pulled the tire off. He's like, she bought a car, and there's no spare. She's like, he's like, I don't know where the spare's at. And I started looking, I was like, oh, Camaro's don't come with a spare. They have this can of fix a flat and this compressor. And that's what you, that's if you get a flat, that's what you do. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Camaro's for picking up chicks. That's the end of it. I don't know if that yeah. even works anymore, does it? I don't know. Chick picked up in it, so. <laughs> <laughs> she used it to pick him up? No, she, they, they're, they've been sweethearts all through, like, middle school and high school, man. They're engaged and bought a house together, and. Uh, I don't think her parents were too excited because her parents are uh, real big into church and uh, they're living together and they're not married yet. But she pretty much, she stayed up when he, he was here. She was here every night anyway. She'd go home in the morning. I'm like, so what's yeah. the big difference? I mean, I see it though because her family, like all her brothers and sisters, they're all adopted. They're all like from bad backgrounds. They're all adopted. She's actually from uh, the Philippines. They brought her over as a baby. So... Uh, but she was like the last hope, I think, of be, having because the others have been pretty messed. Like the others are pretty messed up. Like they're into drugs and all kinds of stuff. And like, I think she was like the last hope. And then she moved in with a boy and bought a house with a boy, and they're not married. <laughs> I think only her mom's seen the house. I don't think her dad's been over there yet. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like they're gonna get married eventually. Let her finish school. I was like, they bought a house together. Let them be. I mean, I'd rather live with someone before I'm married. Then marry him and move in and be like, oh, I can't do this. It's the interesting thing. I, you know, without, you know, letting too many secrets out, um, you know, the world has changed. Like certainly when I got married, it was this is like you said, you dated for a couple of months, picked a date, and then you got married. Uh, the world is not like that anymore. And I have said to to my own kids, I'm like, I would rather have you. Uh, in, a, in a happy relationship as opposed to married and miserable. You know what I mean? Like where you're just like, um, yep. you, you did it too fast. In fact, 
um, the girl that Isaiah's with is like her marriage lasted like six months. She was married, didn't work out. Um, you know, she's, it's, it's been a stressful time sort of trying to rekindle that trust in quote unquote men, I'll say. <laughs> so, you know, there's some, I think you have to handle them all differently and, and I guess give those kids the respect that they, they, they deserve and let them live their own lives really at the end of the day. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't I'm say just, that me and my wife, we went to high school together. We didn't talk in high school and dating in high school. We got together after high school. And like I said, my daughter's 22 and I'm 41. So, I mean, we weren't married until my son, my oldest son was a year and a half old. We didn't get married until we were like 22. Um, and just, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't a priority. I mean, I mean, I love yeah, my yeah. wife, but I didn't need the, it did, we didn't need a, a ring. I, I wore a wedding ring, so I had this job. I mean, I, I arced it on a capacitor on a microwave, and I was like, I'm done wearing a wedding ring. I mean, that's it. I, it's either that or die. I, I choose not wearing a ring. I mean, my wife, she never even changed her last name. We've been accused of, like, lying about being married and everything else. Like, when my <laughs> youngest son was bored, we were at the hospital, and my wife has a different last name than me, and the lady filling up paperwork for, like, social security number and birth certificate and stuff, she literally accused us of insurance fraud because – she, my wife didn't have the same last name as me and was going off about it. And, like, I'm like, you're crazy, lady. I was like, no. I was like, we just don't have the last name. It's not that big of a deal. I was like, we are married. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like you say, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not. It's the tattoo thing. It's, I don't understand that the mentality of my even my own kids on some level when they do that stuff. But I'm like, I don't, I, it's not, I don't have to understand yeah. it. Because it's not, it's not my... Like, it's not my decision. I don't have to live with the consequences, whether they be good or bad. I just get to, you know, try and support them as the best way I know how to, and hopefully it all works out, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm open-minded as can be. It just I, – I I mean, I'm fiscally conservative. I mean, I leave me be. If you leave me be, I'll let you be. Do your own thing. Don't drag me in your dumb shit. You know, I'm not going to drag you in my dumb shit. You know what I mean? It's like, you wanna, you want to have her – hair and do whatever hey that's all be it that's you that's not me i mean but don't force your shit on me i mean that's all i care about yeah, i'm not yeah. i'm not for everybody having their own freedom just don't force it on me or others yeah. leave kids wow, alone. Not... leave kids alone and don't force your shit on me <laughs> if it were only that simple patrick Does. that's not Dude. i mean every, everybody says that me included but I don't know how often that, you know, that's put into practice. As you know, no. like everybody's like, this is how we're going to do it. I'm like, so you're going to force it on me. You're going to make me do it because you think it's the best thing to do. I thought it was, you know, let's everybody do their own thing and, and sort it out on our own. That is the world. <laughs> Without going too far down the rabbit hole, you know, it's it's fascinating that the liberals are the ones that are now for the for like government. Like, no, you need to listen to the government and do what they say, as opposed to, you know, when I grew up, the liberals were like, we're going to do whatever the hell we want after the government. Yep. And uh, and, you know, we're going to make our own rules. And now that they've sort of been the cool party or the party in power for the last whatever you want to call it. Um, 
the, the shoes on the other foot. It's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing how 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 things change. It's it, I don't get it. I, I, whatever. I mean, but yeah, the, it it's nuts, man. I mean, I, I quit. I mean, as bad as it sounds, I had to quit watching the news for my sanity. Now, I still catch it occasionally, but I like I used to be like a morning person. I'd turn on the news, and I, when I'm getting ready, it was on in the background, and I just. Like I had to stop. I was like, I I don't even watch TV at all anymore. I, mean, I just no. I'm done with it. Even the stuff you, I mean, watch a movie and they're like they're pushing an agenda, pushing something on you. I'm like, this is absolutely stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. why does everything have to have a hidden agenda or have this tied to it? You can't just have something that's entertaining. It's always, you know, pushing something and it's ridiculous. I, you know what? I think I don't know if that's always been the case. Certainly advertising has always been part of it. I think they've slicked up their ability to sort of slide those themes in where they want to. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you say, I think people are catching on to it. We're like, uh, listen, man, that's not cool. Like, I just want to watch. In, uh, in fact, it's interesting, what, no matter what side of the debate you're on, that the NHL this summer came out and said, listen, we're not doing Pride Nights anymore. Like, we're done. We'll we'll support them and whatever, but we are not going to make the teams because they had what five or six people come out and say, "Listen, I'm not. You guys do what you want to do, but I'm not wearing what you want me to wear." Yeah. And so they, you know, one of the four major sports. I realize it's hockey, so you know it's not football, but they're just like, "No, we're out. We're not doing it anymore." It's too. It's causing us so much grief. And in fact, I had a I had a president of a company phone me like the second day of june and say what do you think about this we are taking a ton of heat for changing our logo and i'm like it's become so politicized that if you make that statement you're you are potentially cutting out half your customer base instantly is it is that is it worth that to you i don't know if it is and it's i don't think i don't think there's anybody that would disagree with principles of pride, doing what you want, yeah. expressing yourself however you want. But when it beca- it's become so political, and like you say, forced upon everybody, that people are like, "Listen, man, I'm I have rainbow fatigue. I'm I'm done. I'm out. Like you pushed it on me so much, I don't want to be a part of it anymore." Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm the same way, man. It's like enough, enough. I mean, I. I it doesn't bother me. You people do do what you want to do. Leave me out of it. But like everything you turn around, it's like, why is this being shoved in our faces? It doesn't need to be. I mean, you go somewhere and you, you're going to, you know, you go look at something and it's like you're buying a tool and all of a sudden you, you're in a store and they're, they're, the shop emblem's now a rainbow. I'm like, why? That doesn't do anything. I mean, you get attention. I mean, it sounds like it's like most of the marketing people do it for attention. And then when the backlash comes, it's either. It worked out, or they got so much negative attention, it works out still, too, though. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. Well, and I, I will agree with you on that, although I think sort of the, you know, the two big ones of the last, over the summer, you know, the beer and Target are facing some serious, like it's <laughs> not, you, you, we used to say any publicity, good or bad, is publicity, right? But I'm not sure that that's yeah. exactly the case anymore. I think- and I, I think that's – what's that? So I think the tide is starting to turn on that saying. I do think so. Like they're like, oh, uh, this is not good for anybody. 
And so now we need to rethink our strategy of just, you know, scoring a couple of points. I, I, I promise you, I had like 15 people send me my own emblem in the rainbow said, dude, you got to post this. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not posting my, my Instagram emblem in, co in rainbow colors. Cause it just, you know what I mean? I, I don't, it's not worth the, uh, the backlash from my point no, of view. No, no. I mean, I'm not against it. Like I said, people are like, if you don't, do I'm it, not you're against it. No, I'm not. No. Dude, do your thing, man. I, I have loved ones that are involved in that stuff. You know, if something came out and my kid wanted to be involved in that stuff, that's fine. That's you. I'll respect you. You know, do what you got to do. Do you. I'm, I'm not here to judge anybody. That's not my role in life. My role in life is to provide for myself, my wife, my family, and that's my role. So if, if something else comes in, I'm not going to let it affect that. Yeah, I agree. I very much – I couldn't agree with you more on that. I, I'm, I'm here to support and provide. Yeah. And certainly as my kids get all, older – uh, my role as provider uh, is diminished because they can provide for themselves. And, uh, but my role of support uh, increases exponentially as they bring on their significant others and, uh, you know, kids and all the rest of that stuff. It's my job just to be like, hey, we're here for you. Whatever you need, let us know. We're happy to help out any way we can. What else, yes. is, what else is your job? You know, if you want some advice... You can ask me, but I'm pretty sure you know what my advice is going to be. <laughs> yeah, pretty consistent. I always crack up, up watching your um, your uh, uh, your stories. Like you'll roll through some some conspiracy stuff, and it's like you never know it's going to pop up on Baker Plumbing story. It's it's always a good time. So it's always good. I did. I set up a separate account to do all the conspiracy stuff. I did it for like a year or so, and then I'm like, screw it. It's just going all on the same. I'm, just, I'm not switching over to another account to post this. I'm just going to do it all here. If you don't like it, unfollow me. It's been interesting because uh, it has caught some momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, like it really it's sort of – when I joined the two, uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram, it went crazy there for like three or four months. And you, it's like same as you. You get you know, guys that support what you say, and then you got everybody, you got the haters that just, you know, never ending. You're an idiot. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm fine with it. So <laughs> move on with your life, I guess. Yeah. My problem is like, I have good points. I just express them poorly and I word it poorly. And it gets me in trouble. I mean, we talked about, you know, this week I had a post out there yeah. and I worded something poorly and it cost me something. Um, I, I'll probably end up getting it back just because the way it happened, it shouldn't have happened that way. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's just weird that people get so upset over words on the internet when you don't know the intent. There's no emotion behind it. So you don't know what's going on or why they said it. You just take it how you want to take it. So if I yeah. say I'm mad at Baker Plumbing and I'm joking around, someone's like, well, he's mad at Baker Plumbing. I'll be mad at Baker Plumbing. Well, well, it's just a joke that Baker Plumbing sent me a bag of dicks or something. You know what I mean? So I'm mad at Baker Plumbing because he pulled a joke. I mean, and people don't get that. I mean, they don't, they don't take the time to say, well, what's this person going through? Why are they saying this? Or, you know, what is there, what, what's the feeling, the thought behind it? They just take it how they want to take it. And then you're either a good guy or you're a bad guy. And it's just, the internet's huh. it, it, as good as it is. It's fun. <laughs> it's how it goes. Turbo and I have literally done that where I'm like that fucking dick. He did this. And people are like, Oh, that's going to be a huge, 
you know, fight between Bob and Rob. I'm like, dude, it's a total joke. And everybody was just like, they're just, you know, yeah. salivating for some crazy fight. I'm like, you guys are all, you guys all suck, I wonder, really. I would wonder, because I always see you do something like that. I'm like, I'm like, is there history here or something? But now I understand it's just mainly just playing around. So I get it now. But, yeah, I've seen your posts like that. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you like to poke the bear, and, and most of the time, it's in good fun. Uh, you know, unless I, the, only ones that I, 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 the only ones that are serious are, like, when some dude comes on after you and, you know, comes after me and says, listen, man, that's, you're, what you're doing is wrong, and you're, you know, you're representing the trades poorly. I'm like, listen, you are a dick, like, legitimately, because who does that with no context, living yeah. in your own little tiny, bu- little tiny bubble? And, and propose to tell me what I think from your from your subjective view of you know how you've processed the information I put out there. It's craziness, really. Yeah, that's the problem. The internet gives everybody a voice, good or bad, and you know it, it, yeah. it, it gives me a voice. It gives you a voice. It gives little Timmy down the road a voice. I mean, you got to take it yeah. for what it is. Um, if 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 you're scared to say. That to someone's face. Don't put it on the internet, though. I mean, that's, that's my true. Feeling. I've said that before, and uh, and you know, um, I've even when I had got, when I had guys working for me, I'd be like, dude, if you can't tell me to my face, I don't care. Like, if you're gonna bitch about some policy that I've got or the way something's run to to the little group over here to get some validation, then and you won't tell me, then I don't care. All you're doing is bitching just to be heard. And to be, you know, part of the cool, the cool kids group, supposedly. If you can't tell me to my face, then it's a lie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I've cer- certainly tried to do that in this space. If I have a problem with somebody, I'm happy to call me up and we'll talk about it. For legit. Yeah. And that's happened four or five times. I've, I've had a couple of those conversations with Eric Ani. He's like, dude, I think what you're doing is bad. I'm like, tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me why you think that, bud. Let's talk about it. And you know, a five-minute conversation. We both understand each other and agree that you know it's not nearly as bad as he thinks it is, or whatever. And then we move on with our lives. It doesn't have to be uh, drama-filled madness. No, no. I think people feed on that, and then you get outsiders looking in. You know, see it, and they stir it. I mean. I used to be bad about that. I used to, you know, seek out the drama on the internet, seek out, you know, go and poke the bear and go and instigate stuff when I didn't need to be involved and there really was nothing there. But, you know, you see other people feeding into it, trying to make it something. So you, you know, I'm going to join in. That's the kind of shit that needs to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do think that uh, um, most of the people that sort of receive that are becoming a little bit more internet savvy and just sort of, you know, like water off a duck's back. Dude, you say whatever you want. I don't care. I'm going to do my thing. I'm confident in what I'm doing. I've been doing it a long time. Your opinion means nothing to me. Right? You live in the middle of Oklahoma. Whatever you say doesn't affect me here. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I got my first troll or hater, I was like, I was excited. I was like, I finally have a troll. I finally have a <laughs> It's kind of like, yeah, right, way back. I had a little garbage business, and I do remember when we got our first graffiti on the on the bin. I'm like, we've made it. 
We freaking made it. We literally have bins with graffiti on it. It doesn't get any. It doesn't get any better than that, man. We're a legitimate company. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, it's so so good. So, what's your plan with the old training? Like, you're obviously going after that pretty hard with your little fridge intro, which I love, by the way. So, training. My company came to me like five years ago, and they're like, "Hey." You know, before we even got bought out, we were still a bigger company. We, you know, we serviced like 29 states, had 27 physical branches, had like four or 500 techs at the time. We were still a decent sized company. Um, and like, hey, you know, we want to see you as a trainer in the next five to 10 years. I was like, cool, you know, I, and I, I was looking forward to that. And then um, the opportunity came to be a trainer for Cefesa, which is um, like a sanctioning body for what I do. It stands for like Commercial Food Equipment Service Association. Um, they do a lot of in-house training. They work with a lot of manufacturers to get training done. And I started teaching refrigeration for them. And I've been doing, I was doing it for about two, two and a half, three years. Um, and then the company I actually work for now is actually building tra training facilities. So, you know, we, we were bought out and merged with a bunch of other companies. There's 1,400 techs now, and we service every state. Uh, I'm sure we're, every, we're somewhere else, too. I just know about the ones in the United States. But. We, uh, we bought a company in Texas that had a program, a 12-week program. They'd take a guy that had no experience in the industry, and they'd run through basic electrical, gas, steam, water, all that kind of stuff to get them kind of up to, up to par. And what it is, it's like you come in, you do two weeks of basic electricity, and you go ride with a guy for two weeks, and you put those, to pra you put those practices to the test, and then you come back and you do the rest. So we acquired that company, and they kind of shrunk it down to like eight weeks because – some of that was learning their paperwork, their stuff, and, you know, we don't need to include that in a university or what they want to consider a university. So um, we're actually opening five of those across the country, and I'm looking to be involved in that. Um, I'm not ready to come out of the field full-time. I think if you come out of the field full-time, you're going to lose a lot of that uh, aspect of what's going on. Yeah. Our industry is changing so fast that if you come out of the field five years, you come back to the field, you're going to be lost. I mean, I've been doing this 17 years. And the changes from 17 years ago to today is insane. Uh, I got a guy that's a 39-year vet here, and the changes from 39 years to now is insane. You know, he complains that, oh, when I did this, I was out on my own in two or three weeks, and I was fixing stuff. I'm like, stop. I'm like, when you started 39 years ago, you carried, like, 40 parts. You could fix everything you worked on. I said, I yeah. carry 40 parts and not fix one specific unit. I said, so that's yeah. kind of out the window. Everything's got computers in it, touch screens, miles of wire, you know, when he started, an oven had one temperature sensor. I've got ovens that got seven temperature sensors in there, sensing all different kinds of stuff. I'm like, it's not the same. So you got to give these guys a little bit longer to learn and a chance before you just ride them off. Yeah. It's true. Like you see those rational machines yep. that have sort of, that made their, made their debut out up here uh, the first one I ever saw was probably seven years ago, I would say. And I was like, what in the hell is this freaking thing? <laughs> you know, it's – anyway, and it's – as you know, everything you touch is just a nice little square box. Yep. Everybody's like, you just touch this button, it works. I'm like, ah, no, it doesn't. There's, uh, there's... like, there's 18,000 miles of cable in there running to 56 different sensors to tell it how to all work together. So yeah. You pull one of those things apart, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, what the F is this? Stuff? Yeah, so that's what my, my actual logo is. Yeah. Rationale. 
I've had it for a year now, and, and like I even had the sticker on my laptop and went to rationale class, and the teacher seen it, and I was like, oh boy, I'm gonna catch something. But I was waiting for the day I got a, a cease and desist on it. I was gonna frame it, <laughs> put it on the wall. So we'll, we'll still wait for that. It hasn't came Good yet, for you, man. The rationale, I mean, like. So it's a combi oven. So what it does, it's got a boiler, it creates steam, and it's got dry elements. It's, it can be gas or electric. It, it heats the air, and it create, it heats water, creates steam. It mixes them together. But those things are so advanced, it's ridiculous. They have a pressure sensor behind the, no. the, the blower wheel. It senses the pressure, and that's how it determines humidity. So, you know, they do it that way. And there's another manufacturer that measures the fan speed, and it, it, it can tell by the amperage of the fan and RPMs, how much humidity is in the unit? I mean, there's a million, there's a million different companies, and they each do it their own different way. And it's, it's to try to understand how all of them work is absolutely insane. Yeah. No, it's true. Like we, I mean, the only thing that we've truly worked on on those things is like the gas side of things. Because I, I have opened up. I saw you opened up one. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah, I, I remember opening that up. I'm like, no, I'm out, man. I don't know. I'm not touching shit. Uh, this is <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have to get somebody here that knows what the hell you're doing. I love them, man. They're, they're a blast. Um, it's a challenge, so I like it. Anything that's a challenge, I like. Um, anything that's new, I like. So I like they come out with a new model. I'm like, who? I want to work on that. Send me on that. Get me trained on that. I want to do that. And it, it's cool. So there's never a boring moment in this job. Now there's a lot of frustrating moments. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, dude, I've been up to. I've been out to a restaurant, and I walk up, and look, I have never seen this thing before in my life. I was like, I don't even know how to turn it on. And I'm like, I find, like, uh, who uses this? And I'm like, oh, it's this guy over here. I'm like, hey, can you show me what's doing when it acts up? And they're like, okay, now I know how to turn it on. I can figure it out from here. <laughs> so, you, it's a, it's hilarious you say that. Because Peter, just a couple weeks ago, he had a really rough day, you know, dealing with stuff. I'm like, how'd it go? He's like, Dad, I don't think I want to be a plumber anymore. I'm like, yeah, welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the trade, bud. You're going to think that like every four days for the rest of your life. It's just how it goes. <laughs> like get used to it. Yeah, there's days or weeks where, like I can't fix shit. I want to quit. I'm like, why do I do this? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then there's, there's periods of times where I, I walk in, I turn my screwdriver three times, and I can fix anything in the world. Uh, so it's always yeah. a challenge. But I told my son, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing either. It just works out. No. No, no, I've said that a lot. They're like, how do you know how to fix this? I'm like, it, just experience it. You just, the way it smells, the way it feels, you know that. It, like, you're like, you know, I turn it this way, and if I, you know what I mean, twist that that way, oh, there's the spot. Let's try it now. Takes off. I'm like, see? He's like, see what? I don't even know what you did. I'm like, well, you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's the hard thing, especially like in the service side, you know, fixing equipment is I can walk in. I get the call and I'm driving there and I know the complaint and I'm going to run through 10 scenarios I mind before I get there. But the problem is I'm trying to show someone else how to fix this. And in my mind, I've already got it figured out before I get on site and I want to go straight there and just fix it and get on with my day. But I can't do it because this guy's relying on me to explain to him how I get here. So I'm like, I'm letting him go. And I'm like, it's not that. Why are you doing it? That's stupid. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> well, he's got to do it on his own to figure it out. And it, yeah. just, it's a wild industry. It's a wild job, man. Yeah. Well, and, like, you, it's a – I don't know how else to say this, but, you know, you've got your buddy there that's been in it for 39 years. 
um, like the the level of expertise and people that are needed in that has to be astronomical because that's exactly where restaurant services is going, right? Where they they don't want to have uh, twenty guys working on something. They want their you know go in there and beep 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 and everything starts cooking, right? Or whatever whatever yeah. you want it to do, right? There's yeah. so much equipment in those places, so much. Well, there's guys that just specialize on hot side, and then there's dumbasses like me that want to do it all for some reason. And then it's it's rare. Like people freak out. They're like, "You're as proficient as you are with everything you work on." I'm like, I don't know how I do it. It's just luck. It's just dumb luck. I can't explain it. But like most of the time, people that do both aren't very good at either. They just kind of get by. And they're like, "But you, like you excel at both. How does it work?" I'm like, "If I knew how it worked." I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be training people, and I'd just sit back and have an army of minions, and I'd just collect money. I mean, that's all it'd be, but I don't know how, man. Just, I'm a weird person. <laughs> no, there's, like you say, there's a talent to it, a skill to it. Like anything else, like if you're really good at what you do, then it's not really a quantifiable, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? This is what makes it successful. If you do, it, you know, there's people that sell all sorts of, you know, life coaching shit. They're like, if you do these five things, your life will be successful. I'm like, BS, man. I know people that do those five things and six more, mm -hmm. and their life sucks because they just don't have that, whatever you yeah. want to call it, intangible grit, uh, whatever the secret sauce is to make it work. So my son, he he wanted to raise, and he had kind of he didn't he didn't ask the right <laughs> questions before he started. He got kind of hosed, and they've been making it right. And he's out on his own now, and he's doing calls he wanted to raise. And he asked for this money, and it was a pretty decent raise. I'm like, man, I wasn't making that money until like 10 years ago, dude. I'm like, if you think, if you, think you can do it, hey, more power to you. And um, so he asked for it, and like he was struggling. He was struggling on a call. And he called me. I was like, hey, you want to make big boy money? You got to figure this shit out. He was like, click, and hung up on me. I was like, well, it's either going to figure it out or not. And he called me yeah. back. He goes, I did this, this, and this, and it's, it's doing this. I said, okay, you're starting to figure it out. I said, here, I'll help you out a little bit. I'm not going to tell you. And uh, he got it figured out. But I was like, I was like, dude, if you want that money you're asking for, you got to show it. And he didn't get quite as much as he asked for, and he was mad. I think I'm just going to work here a few more months and find something else. I'm like, why? I was like, you're going to go somewhere, and someone's going to see your resume, and they're going to think you can do it, and you're going to get in there, and you may get the money you want, and then you're going to struggle. And you're still going to be in the same boat, so if you're going to make a little more money and struggle. And I said, just give us some time. I said, Take all the training you can, learn all you can, and when next evaluation comes out, you do yourself evaluation, list the things you've done, list the troubles you've conquered, list the extra stuff you've done, and then then you have a leg to stand on to demand the money you want. I said, yeah. give us some time, dude. I said, I'd kill to be 20 years old making the money you make, dude. I was like, I'd kill. I was like, so calm down. True. Don't look at what I do and the money I make because I've got 17 years behind me of uh, working – 60 70 hour weeks being the guy that takes someone's on call being the guy that does all the night jobs there's a reason i make the money i make now if you want to make the money i make put in the work i'll tell you how to do it it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be fun but it happens it's it's, so, it's funny that you say that because literally pete said to me on like on tuesday he's getting married this september he's like dude he's like dad i need a race like, i gotta get a race i started laughing I'm like, uh, based on what, dude? Like, you're not done school yet. You got one year, more year left. 
you tell me what you're bringing to this business that I need to give you a raise because you're getting married. That does, I, as a business owner, I don't care. Congratulations, you're getting married. Good luck with that. <laughs> and the next day, the next day he goes to go fix something and, and the, he was working on a, uh, on, a, on a flush valve and the urinal fell off the wall and smashed into a million pieces just before, just before opening. <laughs> Uh, so he scrambles, uh, he gets it all fixed up, and he comes home at the end of the day. I'm like, so, still want that race, bud? He's like, no, no, I, don't, I, think, I, think I, I think I still have some more work to do. Because <laughs> the trade, no matter what trade you're in, it'll humble you, right? Oh, yeah. I, dude, I get humbled all the time, man. I just take it as what it is, learning experience to write it up. I mean, that's the bad thing about my industry. There's not like a school you can go to for five years and come out as a journeyman. It's just like – yeah. You can be a plumber and come in and learn stuff and, you know, but it's just, there's no school out there designed to, hey, you do this for five years, you come out, this is the money you make, this is what you do, this is the life yeah. you have. There's nothing for that, unfortunately. It is what it is. I mean, like I said, I, I was an electrician. I tried going union. Uh, the economy tanked. It was like around 9-11 happened and everything kind of went to hell and I didn't get to start a class. So when you're unindentured in the union, if work goes to hell, you're the first one to go. Yeah. You know, they're going to keep the guys in class and the journeyman, and then, you know, hope, you know, and it, they worked their way up from there. And so I didn't start class, and I was mad about it. I went non-union for five years, and, um, you know, and I'm not I'm not anti-union. I'm not anti-trade school, nothing whatsoever. It just didn't work out for me. Um, I don't beat people up for it. I got buddies there in the union there all the time. Hey, come work in the union. I'm like, if I worked in the union, I couldn't do the stuff I do. I got to do some cool stuff, and your boss ain't going to like it. The hall ain't going to like it. I was like, so no, I'm, I'm cool on that, man. <laughs> you have a list of grievances this long, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if there was a five-year trade school, I don't I don't think it I don't think it could exist, man. There's just too much out there. I mean, yeah, you can go in and do the basics and, you know, trade school and then probably, but I don't know. I mean, I don't – I'm trying to actually get my youngest son to be a plumber. Like, be a plumber. Go do the five years, come out, get a journeyman, get licensed – and then, you know, let's say that my other son, he wants to go on his own eventually, you know, and he wants to own a business. So like, your brother could be a plumber. You could do the HVAC, the refrigeration, the cooking side of this. You guys could start a mechanical company, and you guys could do whatever you wanted if you wanted to do that. I mean, I mean I, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just like, that's a suggestion because the bad thing is my youngest son, he's the smartest one out of all of them. He's been asked to go be on – they do this National Honor Society, which means, like, you're the top percent of whatever kids. And he's turned it down yeah. twice. Every day I go check the mail, and there's, like, three colleges in there. I want to talk to him. And he wants nothing to do with it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing to do with it. Nope, I'm not going to college. I'm going to learn a trade. He wanted to come work with me, and his brother started working here. He's like, nope, I'm not working there now. He just ruined that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, great. It is interesting. Like I say, that's the – uh, fascinating thing about your particular side of that trade is it's sort of you're the one that has to take the initiative to learn that stuff and to train yourself on that stuff. And as you know, I mean, uh, every year a new crazy ass boiler comes out that you got to be, you know, figure out all the ins and out of in a restaurant every year, there's probably 16 new pieces of equipment that you got to figure from the toaster to the dishwasher, to the like the oven, like it's, it's never ending. 
Toasters have touch screens on them now. Why is a toaster uh, a touch screen? I don't. Like this is the dumbest thing in the world. Everything has a touch screen. It started off with like the fryers, the combi ovens, and it's like basic ovens, toasters. Everything is a touch screen. You you walk into some of these manufacturers showrooms, and it's like everything is a touch screen. I'm like, like do people realize when they break this screen, it's twelve hundred dollars just for the screen, and then it's gonna take me getting it. You're you're going to pay shipping. You're going to pay for me to drive out here. You're going to pay for me to put it in. <laughs> oh, wait. This touchscreen this touchscreen software doesn't talk with that touchscreen software. So now i got to download software and spend 45 minutes upgrading the software. I literally did a Taco Bell fryer the other day, and the call was an hour and a half with a touchscreen and everything else involved with software. It was like $1,700 bill because someone dropped something and it hit the screen and cracked it. And they couldn't use it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, this is insane. Well, you're right, because like in my day or whatever, like what the fryers that I work on or have worked on is they're basically like a boiler or a furnace. They got three burners. You know, you have your gas valve and your, you know, safeties mm-hmm. and controls. You stick, you know, you've seen the ones where you light your match with a stick and you turn on the gas and the chef hucks it in there and whoosh, off it goes. You're like, okay, the fryers are lit. Mm-hmm. Now, like you say, it's all... Like my phone. Okay, it's lit. I'm like, holy f! What goes into making sure that that works properly? Like it's so like still, it's crazy. They still make the basic ones, man. You go in there and it's got a manual gas valve. You turn the pilot, yeah. you push it in. You hold. Yeah. You, know, you light your pilot. You get a thermal thermocouple. You generate your millivolts. It holds it in. I mean, they still make that, but I mean. The thing is driving the touchscreens and all the build infiltration and stuff is safety because these people in the restaurants want $15 an hour, but they're not smart enough to not dump oil on themselves or they're not smart enough to filter the thing. So now everything's built in. I mean, like these fryers have sensors in them to tell the oil level. And somehow they ask, is there oil in the fryer? And these people hit yes, and there's no oil in there. And they'd heat. And if they didn't have the sensor, they'd just catch on fire because there's oil in there. They're heating metal. I had a store when, when these touchscreens first came out for the, the Taco Bells. This guy, I went in there, and the first time I ever seen it, like, oh, this thing caught fire on its own, just caught fire. I'm like, mm, that don't happen that way. I mean, it's got a high limit. <laughs> it gets to a certain temperature, a high limit opens up, and it kills all the power. No, that doesn't work that way. No, it just caught fire on its own. So I go there, store's closed. I got, you know, the manufacturer calls, hey, you got to go out there, take pictures, videos, everything. We don't know what's going on. So I go out there and I clean the fryer out because it's got the ansel in there. And I clean all the water out and I put fresh oil in there and I start to run. I'm like, what happened, man? And I go, oh, I just caught fire. It's caught fire. And finally, this guy came around the corner. He came in and he's like, I was like, what happened, dude? He's like, oh, he's like, oh, it's filtered. And uh, I, I thought it filtered up and I hit yes. And I just walked away and started smoking. And I realized there's no oil in there. So I threw oil in there and it flashed up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it just caught fire. That's what happened. Well, he's like, I don't smoke it real bad. I realized there's no oil in there, so I just threw some oil in there. I'm like, dude, you're lucky you didn't kill yourself. No kidding, right? Flash fire, man. It's like, ask the right person, and finally you get what really happens. But no, everyone's like, oh, I just caught fire, just caught fire. And eventually, once I said that, like, they went and got the footage from the cameras, and it showed to get what the guy did. I'm like, so now these fryers have, they have, it causes problems all the time, but. They sense the temperature. The temperature doesn't rise a certain number of degrees in so many minutes, it shuts off because it thinks there's no oil in there. It's just, yeah. like, that fryer literally has four things in there since the temperature. It's got a high limit. If it gets too hot, it shuts off. 
it's got a main temperature sensor which controls temperature. It's got a probe that is for filtration. So it senses if the oil is in there for filtration stuff. And it's got an auto top off probe. And that probe makes sure that oil is always at the exact level, perfect level every time. So they don't have to add oil. If it gets low on oil, it pumps oil in itself. It's, these things are amazing what they do. But, I mean, these people screw it up. Well, you can see, you know, the justification for all that automation. And oh, all, yeah. those, all, all those food service guys are going to lose their jobs, right? Yep. There'll be some dude sitting behind a glass thing making sure the burgers, you know, sort of flow the right way. But other than that, like, there ain't going to be anybody flipping nothing. Right? Dude, there's robots out right now. There's a robot out now they call Flippy. It actually smashes patties and flips it over and, like, throws it on a thing. There's French fry robots. I've got some videos out there where I've been to some trade shows, and it, it it literally there's a French fry dispenser, and they're in restaurants now where you just put the French the basket in there and it dumps the fries. McDonald's has had it for years. Uh, Burger King has one. I think Wendy's has. Everyone's got a French fry dispenser. This robot actually it grabs the fry basket, holds it under the dispenser, it dumps fries, it takes them over to the fryer, it puts it in the fryer, it shakes them, and it goes about its business. And it's got a timer built into it. It knows okay, I dumped this this product this time it goes back it picks the french fries up it shakes them it takes them over to the dump station where the fries are stored after the cook and dumps them in there so that's yeah. what's coming for me we're gonna learn how to work on robots because yep. the robot guy isn't gonna come in the kitchen because hell no that's too dirty for him he's not gonna come in the kitchen and service this robot so no. i'm gonna have to figure out how to work on a robot and which i think it's cool but there's guys like i'm not gonna work on these robots i'm like hey i'll make more money don't work on a robot <laughs> listen that's that's the interesting thing about sort of what's spinning around in the ether out there that, you know, that AI is coming to take everybody's job. I'm like, that might be true, but, you know, it ain't coming to take the plumbing job. Yeah. And it ain't coming to take the the trade jobs. And if it does, that's 200 years away. Yeah. And we'll all be dead. So it won't matter, but to me anyway. <clears throat> but that, you know, the, the, medial, the remedial jobs that are just, you know, shake the fries and dump them out, those guys are the ones that are in trouble. And, and in yeah. fact, there was an article up here that they're going to start um, using AI to, to uh, judge cases, like law cases. Wow. So there's a big backlash because obviously judges have power. But they're like, listen, all you guys do is listen to, you know, the two arguments. And then, you know, you go back to your case law and decide which argument has, is more advantageous, which one's more right. Why can't a, uh, an AI do, do that? Just to speed up, you know, maybe not the murder cases, but sort of your petty disputes that show up in courts all the time. It's going to be AI. And AI is crazy, man. I'm not going to call names out, but there's some people out there that are claiming stuff that really theirs. And AI remembers everything it writes. So, like, there's people out there claiming stuff theirs, and they're actually using AI to write it and take credit for their oh, stuff. Really? Yeah, and really? it's yeah. Someone else pointed it out to me, and I'm not going to put them on blast. But like, if you <laughs> you can take someone's article and like copy and paste it, and go to uh, an AI generator and be like, "Did you write this?" and it'll tell you the date and time it wrote it, and everything. It knows everything is done. So these people are doing this. I mean, they think they're getting away with it right now, but eventually it'll it'll come out. Well, I've used I've certainly used that Jet Chat GPT to like do on my web articles and uh -huh. I'm like, give me a 500 word essay on the benefits of yep. 
uh, a sewer snake versus, uh, you know, a jet. And there'll be, and literally, bam, yeah. I'm like, sweet, throw it in, done, I'm off. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fascinating. I do think that's part of the, uh, you know, the all of Hollywood's on strike right now. Uh, and part of that uh, negotiation, from what I understand, is AI. Where they're like, listen, we don't want AI taking our jobs. You know what I mean? Like everything's going to be digitized, right? Yeah. My face, my voice, um, writers can, what do you need to, what do you need to pay a writer for if you can just get AI to write the whole script? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not against it, but don't like, don't claim that as your own word. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, my company uses some AI stuff to write articles and every time they write it, like they send it out to technicians to like proof it. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I'm like, it's yeah, still too new trying to where. Right? Yeah. You, so you it's still got to tweak it, but like, yeah, it, it's it's a weird thing, man. It, like I said, it's gonna be years, you know, before it, it takes our jobs. Um, but I don't think it ever. Jobs, I don't know how. I don't know how uh, it could take. I mean, maybe that's just my own naivete, not understanding how it, where it can work. But how's it gonna take my job? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Think I don't think it will either. But people say it does. But good luck. <laughs> yeah, how's it gonna take your job? Like it's going to show up and, you know, figure out which, I mean, it could self, I guess those, since we're sort of beating on the rationale, the rationale could self-diagnose itself. Oh, yeah. Say, this is what's wrong with me. And there's there's already software that does that, right? Like those stupid ignition systems. If it flashes four times, this is what you need to go check. Basically. Yeah, so rationale, if it's tied to the internet and it generates an error, it'll, it'll, Get, it'll call, it'll send it, it'll generate a ticket for a service call, and it'll tell you what parts to bring. Really? Now, you still have to double check it because yeah. it may tell you to bring a pump and the water may have been off that day. So, say if it's if it's generating a cleaning area where it's not sensing uh, water hit the fan during clean cycle, it generates 25. Well, it could be that the drain wasn't open or the pump wasn't running or there's a hose ruptured, but it, it's going to tell you to bring a pump. Yeah. But there's a couple of things it could be. So it's not 100%, but um, generally when they when that comes across, they'll tell you to bring a pump, this hose, and drain valve. Because yeah. that's the top three things it's going to be. So you're going out there already with, you know, the parts to fix it. Now, you still got to double check it because it's not 100%, but there's several companies that do that already as far as, like, the combi ovens. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing the same thing in the boiler world. NTI yeah. literally says, here's your here's your repair kit. It has everything that you're going to need to repair it. It's hooked up. It does the exact same thing you just said. If it designates an error, it'll send it through the Internet to my phone, potentially. So you need to bring these three parts from your part kit because this is what's wrong with me. And then, like you say, you go out there and triple check everything and be like, oh, well, it's not. You're stupid. It's actually the reason was is because the missus turned up the heat to 1,000 at the thermostat and didn't shut it off because she was whatever she was doing. So I don't need to replace anything, right, type of thing. But it's fascinating that it can send you its potential problems. Yeah, it, it's nuts. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I love seeing the boilers and stuff you guys work on because I'm fascinated. Like I said, I always want to learn other stuff. If I didn't make the money I'd make now, I'd go do another trade in a heartbeat just because I always like learning and seeing new things. And, you know, I see these boilers and stuff you guys work on, the combi boilers, you know, the heating boilers, the hot, the um, – tankless water heaters and stuff, you know, the indirect fire stuff. I'm like, this is cool. I mean, it's neat. And then 
you know, the layout, the piping, and stuff like that. It, it can be pure art. Um, and, some of those you know, guys, you know, some some of it's amazing. And I, you know, I don't understand. My problem is, is I don't know who they get to pay them to do that stuff. Because it takes so, you know, like it's craftsmanship. I mean, it's craftsmanship, but it takes takes time to do it, right? Yep. In the, yeah. I mean, good for those guys. They're obviously better salesmen than me. Because they can, like, dude, this, this is gonna, this is a $150,000 boiler job. Sweet. All right. Well, we're going to make it look like, you know, the, you know, the sexiest thing you've ever seen in your whole life. And some of them, you're just like, wow, that is amazing. Yeah. The work that they do. So. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I'd love to do it, but it's just, you know, I'd probably do it and hate it. So <laughs> I don't want to start over. No, I think you're in a good spot. Speaking of speaking of good spots, have we missed anything that you were dying to talk about? Any no, conspiracy theories? No, <laughs> I'll lay out some conspiracy theories. It's been a while since I've dove into some. I always, <laughs> I always just find it funny. Um, you know, the the, the V uh, people dying from the V and stuff like that. I always, I don't get that. Uh, people people want to argue the science behind. You know, I'm not for it. Uh, if you got it, my wife was forced to take it because she's in healthcare. Um, they pretty much forced it on my son because he's got an autoimmune disease and he regrets getting it. Um, he won't get any more boosters. Um, you know, he, he, he followed that bodybuilder that just died from it, you know, and he was like, he just, and he straight up said, you know, same thing everyone else said, it's from that. I mean, well, I, I mean, I posted that thing and it got, you know, lots of comments. Some of them were like, listen, man, you, what, whatever the, whatever the, uh, correlation is not causation. I'm like, listen, I'm not saying anything. Other than clearly this guy was very attuned to his body. Like that dude was an Adonis, right? Oh, yeah. like just, that was, that was his job. He was looking after his body. He looked fantastic. He knew, I mean, I don't know when the last, I got my blood work done, you know, a couple months ago because I turned 53, but I haven't got my blood work done, you know, in probably 25 years. So, you know what I mean? Like he's getting it done every freaking month. Well, that's what's guy, going on in there. He said he was like, Gilded into getting it. Like, there was an interview he did with Bradley Martin. Like, yeah. he was gilded yeah. into getting it, and then he regretted it, and then he went and had blood work done, and, like, his doctor was like, you have to have this. They literally, they took the blood out of him and scrubbed his yeah. shit out and put his blood back in him, like, several times. Why? Yeah, to get these levels down because this doctor was like, dude, these levels aren't right, and it's caused by this. And it's just, it's amazing. I mean, I don't and get it. It's he died from an aneurysm, right? Yeah. Because he clawed in his brain, which is, I mean, ah, whatever. I mean, that's what he died from. So where did that come from? I don't know. I mean, you can say whatever you want. And that's, I don't think anybody's ready to have that, like, real conversation yeah. of this is what happened. Like, what, like, those dudes that pushed that stuff made billions of dollars. And are they evil men? Probably. I don't know. I yeah. don't know what else to say. I mean, I, you hope that they're not, but I don't know, man. It's certainly, like the, the the dots line up to just pure, you know, uh, greed mm -hmm. and and I don't care about anybody but my own life, which you know, in its simplest form, is evil. Yeah. Oh, you care for no one but you, and it's all about money. I don't know what else there is. It's evil. So. I'm the scam of the century. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, when it, it, it certainly, 
it's certainly trending that way. Like no, like I say, nobody's really that ready to have that. I mean, unless you're in sort of mutual opinionated mm-hmm. groups, and yeah, then we have this conversation. But in the public space, uh, yeah, nobody's really ready to have that and say, yeah, no, you're right. I've got friends that have loved ones that died from it, and you know they say the same thing. They're like, it's you know, yeah, he died, but you know, he was overweight. He already had, you know, congenitive heart failure. He, you know. He had so many other factors that he couldn't fight it. I mean, you know, I'm fat, dude, and I was scared, you know, but I just kept going with my work. I kept doing what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't succumb to the pressure to get it. Oh, you're overweight. You need to do this. I, hey, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. So be it. I mean. True. And so you didn't feel like you, like they didn't, at your company, didn't say you have to get this? Nope. They never did. That's good. Like, we had some, like, like, there was nursing homes, like, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go in. I'm like, I'm not going. And then we, we, did, we did work at Eli Lilly, which is one of the biggest drug manufacturers in the world. Their headquarters are based in Indianapolis. And they were, you go there, and they were like, you got to show a card. You got to show your vaccine card. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. They're like, were well, you vaccinated? I'm like, that's none of your business. They're like, well, do you have a card? I said, I'm not vaccinated, and I'll never be in here again. Fuck off. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, that's my first thing to deal with. <laughs> it, it sucked working there because you had to carry your tools a half mile. They made you park out in the back of the parking lot. You walk yeah, a quarter yeah. mile into the building. And then when you're in the building, you had another quarter mile to go to because they wanted you to go through security. But, you know, the dock's open, and you can walk right through the dock right to the kitchen. But, no, you had to go through security and just, like, hey, whatever. Yeah. I don't have to care anymore. The guy that does no. this is getting ready to retire. And I'm like, you better find someone else that's willing to show a card and actually be vaccinated to go in there because it's not going to be me. My – the, the line that I said through the whole thing when people are like, are you vaccinated? I'm like, how could I not be? And they'd be like, okay, come on in. Like, like no one actually, like you, you were, it was the same here. You're supposed to have your little passport and all QR code or whatever. I'm like, ah, I forgot. Are you vaccinated? How could I not be? Okay. I'm like, <laughs> you know, if I was feeling sick or if I'd been sick or around someone sick, I wouldn't go into the nursing homes. I'm not going to put anybody else no. in danger. I mean, no. just have some common sense about it. I mean, that's all it was, is common sense. It's just amazing that the flu disappeared for two years, the common cold disappeared for two years. I mean, that's... Like, eradicated. Yep. <laughs> and now it's back. Yep. yep. And, and I, the explanation I've heard from people that aren't ready to have the conversation are it's because we're not wearing masks anymore. That's why the flu's back. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Dude, the face diaper. The face diaper. I used to get so much trouble. Put, put your mask on. I'm like, this is a piece of cotton that's on my face. It's not stopping anything. Put your mask on. Dude, I caught no. it in, on planes. We were like, we flew to Vegas, and you had to wear your mask. But when we came back, it was lifted, and you didn't have to wear your mask on the plane. I'm like, so I'm flying to Vegas, and I put your mask on. I'm like, three days, this rule goes away. Well, it's still real for three days. I'm like, it's three days away. What's the difference between today and Thursday? It's a day. Not, I'm not wearing nothing. The the, va- the the it knows when it's up, so it's yeah. gonna it's gonna go extra efficacious to get you in the next you know, seventy two hours. Yeah. I, the thing, you probably had the same thing here. Like you had to wear masks until you sat at your table. I'm like, okay, so as soon as I sit down. The vaccine's like, oh, he's sitting. I'm just gonna, or not the vaccine, the virus is gonna be, oh, he's sitting. I, I'll leave, I'll let, I'll leave him be. He's, 
As soon as you stand up, though, man, you're you're back in the game. He's eating. He's eating. Yeah, leave, take a break. Time out. He's eating. Let him eat. Uh, it really is. Like, when you say that stuff out loud, right, like, you're, like that is madness. But that is how, you know, 80% of the world felt for two years and enforced it without reprisals. Do this or you're a bad person. Oh, and they were rude and disrespectful and mad about it. I mean, the yeah. amount of people that, like, would lose their shit over it. I'm like, if it works so well, you use it. Leave me the fucking alone. Oh, sorry. Leave me alone. We say, I mean, we, say, we say fuck on here all the time. It's fine. <laughs> I still get amazed driving down the highway and I see a person in the car by themselves wearing a mask. I'm still! Like, it's coming back. Like, I've, truthfully, uh, I've seen more people wearing masks over the last couple months than I have in the last, like, the previous six. Like, I don't know what, and, and in Canada, the, the government has just come out and recommended the next round of boosters for everybody. <laughs> oh, I, which I I'm like how is that how are you how is that still a thing how are you still uh, enough people are willing to do it that it makes it economically viable to put that out there and have people take uh, it. that's crazy because bananas to me because, because there's some lobbyist telling some politician they got to do it and he's kicking money back to families kicking money back to that's exactly you know, what's going on, right? Dude, that's exactly a, politics. Is another one, I, dude. I hate talking politics because people are so naive. They think that all these people really want their have their best intention. I'm like, no, their best intentions for their bank account, their buddy's bank account. You know, how's this money getting funneled back? You can see it, right? Like it's no different in Canada, but you know, uh, your guys's are far more well known. Like you look at McConnell or. Uh, Pelosi or Schumer or any of those guys, and they're they have they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, making what you know I declare on my tax forms every year. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I do not have. Hard. Yeah, I do not have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. I don't. I love it. They it used just, to say. They used to say Pelosi's husband was some some stock genius. I'm like. He got yeah. beat up drunk in his underwear. He's not a stock yeah. genius. She was, you know, people were giving him insider secrets, and he was making the well, money off of that shit. They, I think because everybody was so bored over COVID, they, they came out with the the Pelosi stock tracker. Yeah. Right? Yep. If you, if they you, want, if you want to be... Buying, they buy, yeah. and he'd sell, he'd yeah. sell. And people were getting rich. I'm like, oh. Like, if, like, yeah, no, we just, we're just lucky. We're just good at our jobs. Really, uh, you just don't have any inside information on that stuff. Oh, it's criminal. Uh, oh. What do you do? What do you do? Other than have a have a Instagram live and bitch about it. That's right. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me on. No, it's been a blast. I I love what you do. I love you know seeing you work out and you know the conspiracy theories and you guys fixing stuff. You and your boys. Um, it's always cool to see it, so I appreciate you having me on. No, I feel the exact same way. I wish you luck with your YouTube thing. How's that going? Uh, it's decent. I don't push it hardly enough. I need. Uh, I bought a. I got a Mac. I'm gonna try to start doing some longer format stuff. There's some repairs and stuff. So my PC I had it did all right for a while, and it just quit processing longer videos. If it was over like eight minutes. It wouldn't. It wouldn't render it. It just died. So I got a new computer. I'm gonna start trying to do some longer format stuff. Um, 
mainly it's uh, I stream the podcast there, and then it's there. I have to find it. Um, I do do some dumb shorts and stuff. I just feel weird making dumb short videos. I do it, and it's not funny. Occasionally, I'll have one that takes <laughs> off. Like I made a video to play about my golf cart breaking and tearing it apart to find the hub stripped I out. I saw that. And it took off. I like I had almost like a hundred thousand views. I'm like, how the hell does it have a hundred thousand views? And I try explaining something and be serious, and I get like thirty. I'm like, you guys are stupid. I hate the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. The stuff that you like, like, you put together in like five seconds. Here, I'll just throw this up. Explode. You know, uh, I've got a couple that have hit like you know half a million views. I'm like, how is that even possible? All right, I'm gonna drill. I'm gonna you know put some effort into this one. Like 32 views. I'm like, you know what? F you. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. Um, I haven't tagged you in no 4 a.m. stuff lately because I'm just I'm just sitting on the treadmill. And I feel guilty no, uh, walking. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> you invite no, me I... to tag you guys every day. Yeah, no, it's funny how the, the, the it's cyclical, right? Where everybody's on it, and then you just sort of like, okay, well, I've tagged them like eight times this week, so... <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take like a week off, <laughs> and then you get busy yeah. doing stuff. So <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Keep it up, brother. I appreciate what you do, and uh, I love the I love the fact that we can do this and have a hour and a half chat that seems like eight minutes, and uh, and enjoy each other's company. And I look forward to someday uh, shaking your hand face to face. Hey, if you ever come to Wet Show, I'm gonna go to it every year. Um, I go to HR, who knows, if you're stateside, if I ever decide to come up there and go hunting or something, maybe I'll get a hold of yeah. you. I do like to hunt, and I'm terrible at it because I don't have enough time to, to put the work into it, but maybe one day. <laughs> I'm with you. There's some fantastic hunting up here, and I do plan on going to the next, I think the next AHR is in Chicago, isn't it? Yep, so. I'll be there. I'm recording an episode. Hey, I do need a guest, so if you come, maybe uh, I can have you on. We can do a little cross uh, banter there at AHR on the stage. Yeah. We, I would love to do that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Let me know if you come down. We'll get it set up, man. I appreciate you. I, I will. Be good. Yep, see you. Thanks, bud. Talk to you soon. Yep.